0: Welcome to the Dave Squared Podcast. I'm David Kramer, coming to you from Northern California.
1: And I'm Dave Blasco from Arizona.
0: Dave and I have been friends since the 1980s when we were college roommates.
1: And we finally found a medium to share our wisdom with the world, or at least our opinions.
0: Between the two of us, we have two engineering degrees, two master's degrees, an economics degree, and 60 plus years of work experience.
1: And counting. And we're trying to make this podcast to try to help each other. And to help you, the listener, typically save some money. So Mr. Kramer, what is today's topic? Well, they
0: say of the most stressful things you can go through in life, I think that the top one is the death of a loved one. Next one is a marriage. And then after that, it's moving. My gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And you just went through one of the top stressful moves in the country, moving from the biggest city in the country to the middle of the country. So hoping uh, you can share some of your wisdom with us.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still kind of trying to decompress. You're right. It's, it's a stressful, That's definitely stressful. That's for sure. So uh, yeah, just moved from New York city, uh, helped my daughter pack her apartment up. Although she did more packing than I did. I hate packing. I packing did is more- terrible. I must hand it to her because I just lost interest in the packing side of it. So I would try to do other things like Mr. Fick, like untaking taking things apart. Like I had to take the bed apart and stuff like that. So as so long as we we're trying to look working, I felt good. Yeah. There was a period where I was trying to look busy. Cause I just, I just don't like the packing piece. So I have to hand it to her. She did a bang up job. She packed the whole kitchen. I didn't do squat with that, but I was working on other stuff, like important stuff, like taking the bed frame apart.
0: Dave, have you ever moved, uh, been moved, uh, by professional movers, your company was paying for it. So you paid them to pack for you.
1: I have had that done. Yes. And that is really nice. And I want to say I've had that done one, two, three times. And it is really awesome because these people come in and they pack your whole house up and it's a pain, but you don't have to do any of it. And they pack the boxes in the truck is fabulous
0: yeah they send six guys and they're getting paid and they're enthusiastic but i do remember unwrapping because i'm not as organized as you dave and so i had stuff in boxes for a long time and opening a box that said like miscellaneous kitchen stuff and inside was an open box of pasta that was then three years old (laughs) (laughs)
1: You know, I would have nope. probably, I would have probably eaten it. Cause I'm just, that's the kind of guy.
0: You know. <laughs> hey, we told them to pack everything. They're getting paid by the box. So you do have to watch that. Those guys get paid by the box a lot of the time. So you can end up moving a lot of, of, uh, wadded up newspaper.
1: But yeah, it's, uh, it, I don't like moving. So to your point, I think the last time I had to, well, I, I guess I helped my daughter move out to New York city about five years ago, um, on the move side. And then she moved once when she was in the city from one apartment to another, and she did that on her own or coordinated, coordinated that, but girl, yeah, (laughs) this time um, we, we uh, rented a U-Haul and uh, had to go get that and drive that down to her apartment. And I did hire some help. We hired some help to take the boxes down. So she, we packed up all the boxes in the apartment. And then we hired some help to take it down from the fourth floor, down to the street, down to the truck.
0: So driving in New York city, isn't as big a deal as New Yorkers pretend it is. I think they think it's hard because they don't drive much, but, um, driving a big truck in the city is a drag, you know, it's a vehicle you're not used to a million other people have beat the crap out of it. Your mirrors are big. Um, so I'm, I'm impressed that you did that. You didn't seem to stress about it too much. I would have been I would have been worried about that.
1: Yeah, I was a little bit, I was a bit worried about it and I was going to pay the mover guys to get, bring the truck to the apartment, but it just didn't work out. And I thought we were going to be able to pick the truck up about a mile away from her place. We ended up having to go about five miles um, uptown to like 102nd street. So I just took down the, uh, the uh, what is it? The East side expressway. I forgot what the name of it. it is. The FDR drive. I forget. Um, and then driving through, she lives on 29th Street, driving across 29th Street was a little bit um, dicey at times. I had to pull the mirror in one time yeah. because it was going to hit, You know, you, you, there's not much clearance as you say. And there was a lot of points where there's maybe three or four inches, it seemed to me as three or four inches of clearance between the mirrors of my 15 foot truck and other trucks around the street. But the, well, the good news is it's like a one way down the street and 10th Avenue up to the Lincoln tunnel and we were out of there.
0: Cool. So no problem getting out of the city, huh?
1: No, the, the only hard part was you have, there's certain truck lanes like through the Lincoln tunnel. So I did my homework beforehand and then realized I can't, I wouldn't take the normal route that you would in a car. So just, Mm. I think knowing that is important. This doesn't apply to most moves, but in New York, the trucks have to take a special, um, they're supposed to be in the outside lane in the link in the tunnels. Yeah, It's probably a
0: good idea. So you got loaded, got packed up and loaded up. No, no adventures, no excitements.
1: No. And we lucked out because on my daughter's street, you can't double park. So if you're familiar, you're familiar with New York, you used to work there. She has a dedicated bike lane on 29th street. So it takes up about, I want to say like eight feet. So there's like eight foot less and the cars can park on either side. So we lucked out and literally got a parking spot across from her door. And nice. I thought we we're going to have to park about 50 feet up. There's a section that's blocked off on the street that allows the delivery vehicles to, to park because there's no way to double park on that street. And you've got a fire company like two doors down and they would come through. That was pretty crazy when they came by. They literally had a couple inches on either side when they brought the fire truck through, which it did probably three times while we were there. Mm. But uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, when
0: you're packing the i don't know which is worse when you're you're packing for a a local move across town you tend to end up making dozens of trips because like oh i'm not going to throw away this nice fern i can save it and you're driving back and forth in your little vehicle But when you're going cross-country you're you're not going to do that so you got to be pretty aggressive about disposing of stuff
1: yeah i I think it's important to do that i think she did some purging before I got there. She's a, she was a student previously. So she had a lot of um, printouts that she had for reading assignments were like PDFs of journal articles and things like that. So she tried to get rid of that. There's a few things she didn't take. And it's it wasn't a huge place cause she had a relatively small apartment that she shared with her roommate. And then, you know, there was room in the truck. So we weren't too worried about like having enough space to use. Right. When we moved her out to New York, we used one of those storage. Um, I think you've, uh, one of the commercial brands is called pods. U-Haul's version of it is is box. It's basically a box you pack stuff in and then you put it on the back of a flatbed truck that works out really well. If you're probably having a, a time of a wait time, if you will, right, and then you gotta be more precise with that. But with this truck, you know, it's a 15 foot truck. It's, probably this, there was room to spare. So we didn't have to worry too much about purging, I guess.
0: Did you consider having the whole thing done by professionals? Did you price that?
1: I did not. I did not price. And here's why. Uh, My mom moved out here from Florida to Arizona, like 14 years ago. And that's what we had done. We had, we had movers come in and pack it up and she was in a two bedroom apartment. So I had some sense of what it would cost say 14 years ago. And it was about four grand back then to have people come in, pack and move. So I estimated that it'd probably be something close to four grand. Um, With my daughter and I doing it, it was like $1,350 for the truck. And then she probably, we probably bought a little less than $200 of box packing material and boxes. So um, you add the gas in uh, probably spent $150, $200 Hundred and fifty dollars, two hundred dollars on gas. So I just figured it'd be it'd be uh, a bit cheaper. And then um, she was able to get into a new place there in Michigan right away. So we just we literally drove, and the next day we moved in in Michigan. Whereas with a professional mover, you'd have less than a truckload quantity, and you wouldn't get your stuff right away. They would they would consolidate that, so it would take a, a while longer.
0: Yeah, I remember that when we moved across country and it took longer than you thought and then you're in an apartment with nothing we had some relatives who lived nearby and loaned us some old uh silverware and cups and plates and beanbag chairs or something but that's a that's a tough way to live for you know you think it's a day and then it's a week and then it's two weeks and then you're screaming at the movers
1: where's my stuff yeah when you you know at some point i think the same way but at some point you know when you can fill a whole truck up uh, when you have like a larger house, then it'll, they'll straight away bring it to you. But when you have like a small apartment, there, those trucks might have three or four different households in them, and they've got to do the do the drop off. Um, so we are going to do the U box thing. If she couldn't get into September one, that would have been easier. You just fill up a couple box. She probably could have filled a couple boxes up with that. Then you just ship them. It takes about seven days. Then you just call them and have them come in. But since she was able to get a place August one, her rent went through the end of July. We just easier to do a truck and drive it there yourself. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, How many how many days did it take to do it? We did it in one day, so it was a long day. Um, I just, it's like it was six hundred some miles drive. So we got there. Hmm. There was some construction on the highway. So summertime construction. I didn't think about that driving time was really supposed to be 10 hours. I think we spent more like 11 and a half, 12, because we were stopped in the highway like three different times where we literally stopped because of construction. And I just kept on pressing through. So in hindsight, we could have stopped because we didn't move in until about two o'clock in the afternoon. So we could have stopped probably in Ohio somewhere and just got up early and drove in the next day. I just, but I felt reasonably good. We just kept on, kept on going.
0: All right. Uh, any, uh, anything you would do differently if you were starting over?
1: Um, I might stop sooner. <laughs> it was late when we got in, we were a little bit cranky and tired. Um, probably would have been better to, to stop a little sooner, but i I felt okay. Um, I think f- from a savings tip, one of the things I learned is with u-haul you can drop the trucks off at different areas so originally we said we we're just going to drop the truck off at her new place in michigan a few miles away and they said hey would you be willing to consider going to drop the um place off in Inkster, michigan I have no idea where Inkster, michigan was so i looked on the map and it was like 25 miles away from where she lived and we got like a $165 discount. And then I realized, oh, that's over by where the commerce is. That's like, it's not near far from Ikea. So we're going to go to Ikea anyways. (laughs) So sometimes you can save some money with U-Haul if you drop the truck off where they want it. Hmm. And U-Haul trucks are in super big supply. It was hard in New York City to get a U-Haul for that day, end of the month. Everybody wants to move at the end of the month. And there's a lot of, I think more people moving out of New York City right now than moving in. But Hmm. Um, so that's a good money-saving tip
0: surprise from uh the census data that just came out in this last week uh the population of new york is up six hundred thousand since the last census so it's interesting yeah, yeah new, new york city added the entire population of miami not those particular wow. people but
1: yeah that volume yeah i saw phoenix uh my the metro area i live in is up um the fifth largest i guess city and i'm not quite clear if that's metro area or city mm-hmm. but it, I guess Phoenix has surpassed Philadelphia. At least I heard on some blurb. So it's interesting. Hmm. Interesting. But, um, you know, I think doing it, moving is hard. I think doing it yourself, you save some bucks. So I think that that move probably would have been at least four grand if you had someone do it for you. You wouldn't have your stuff, like you said, right away. So you'd have to go maybe a week without having your stuff um, and have a find a place to live.
0: Uh, unless you change your plans, you had told me you hired a couple of large people to move stuff out of the apartment in New York. Did that go ahead?
1: Yeah, that went really well. So they showed up there. These guys, um, had done it before I, my job was to stand on the street to make sure everything was okay. Initially. I thought I was gonna have to, we got an actual parking spot. Initially. I thought I'd have to be there. if The police would force me to move the truck and drive it around the block. I think normally in New York, from what I can tell is if you're actively loading the truck and you're, you're in a no standing zone, they'll let you be there as long as you're actively loading it. But um, um he was he was very thorough. He knew what he was doing. He, he'd done this for 20 years. He, he knew what he was doing. The other guy, I think had moved a, a bit. So it was really helpful to have that, especially in New York, because my daughter was up in the apartment, which is on the fourth floor. Luckily, that building has an elevator. A lot of buildings oh, in that area of town are walk-ups and you have to walk it down. But someone has to be by the truck in case something happens just to watch stuff but more likely probably drive the truck around the block if you're being told you're not actively loading
0: yeah so i i highly recommend that when you move to hire some big strong people on either side to help you carry stuff that like you say they're knowledgeable so they, they have a better idea how to like take bed frames apart and they've got tools and uh usually they have dollies and stuff like that but it's just too tempting when there's two of you to say, no, no, we can we can handle this leather couch and then you get an injury.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Nothing no, worse than a back injury. You know, I'm a cheapskate, but definitely I paid for on both sides. I paid for some muscle to move the stuff. We we packed everything in the boxes. I took the bed frame apart. So that, that stuff's relatively easy. So I took the bed frame apart. Um it's interesting. Uh, my daughter's roommate moved out before her. So there was just one AC unit in the whole building in her bedroom. So we left that for last. And the movers took the AC unit out at the end, hmm. um, which was nice because it was, you know, August or end of July in New York's kind of muggy and humid. It was nice to have at least one AC unit in the apartment going. Normally there was three. Um, uh, but yeah, that I think is worth it. Um, I did all the setup and take down, which is not that hard. So like when the movers were moving stuff into a place in Michigan, I was there putting the bed frame back together while they're moving the boxes in and doing that kind of stuff. Trying to look busy, huh? Trying to look busy. I was busy. I was doing Mr. fixes and stuff, putting the table legs back on the table because we took the table legs off just to make it easier to load things like that, that you don't think about. Yeah. Um, you know, taking some things apart and then I was putting stuff back together, but you're right. It's, it's just, it's, if you can afford that, it's nice to do it, but certainly packing the stuff up yourself. It's laborious. It's not hard, but it saves a bunch of money.
0: Um, you, haul does a pretty good job of making things friendly for amateurs. You know, with the, the low liftovers and the, and the ramps and stuff. Did they have Bluetooth built into the cab so you could listen to you know your dave squared podcasts when you're stuck in the car for 11 hours
1: interestingly enough i thought about stuff like that out I, I actually u-haul is actually based in phoenix i went to one of the sites not far from me to figure out what was in the car they did not have bluetooth and i brought a little bluetooth speaker that we were listening to for a while but frankly the the noise in the truck was pretty loud so after a while we just got irritated with listening to the music and we just talked <laughs> and turned the music off and then for a while it was raining so you can imagine it's a pretty big engine truck it's not it's kind of loud and it's raining on top of the truck it was for a while there it was like it was really hard to just talk with my daughter (laughs) as we were driving so um but the to your point it does have an auxiliary input so if you brought like a ipod or play music from your um phone it had a little auxiliary 3.5 millimeter jack that you could plug into the radio which is kind of nice
0: yeah i guess unless you have a iphone that doesn't have
1: an out for it (laughs) Oh, you got to buy it. You have to have a dongle for that. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's true. So it's true. But, um, other than that, I think it worked pretty, you know, worked pretty well, kind of getting used to driving a truck. It's been probably 30 years since I drove a truck that size. It takes a little while getting used to, but it was relatively easy.
0: Yeah. Well, except for the rain, at least you're not driving in the snow and ice. You get a lot of that in Michigan.
1: Yes. Good thing. We're moving the middle of summer. So I think, uh, I think where she lives in Michigan, gets like 60 inches of snow a year. So we'll get their fair share of snow.
0: What what kind of truck was it? What make was it?
1: It was a Ford. So I think it was a Ford. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna um Ford 650, maybe? Is that really? a truck? it yeah. is,
0: but that's that's one of the big ones. Okay.
1: It's a 15-foot truck. It did dual axles in the back. Um, I think I think empty it was eight pound vehicle. Mm. Interesting. So yeah. I think the smallest truck you can rent. Well, besides like a van, I think was a 10 foot truck. And I got this truck cause it has three seats in it. Cause originally I thought it might be my wife and I and my daughter driving. If you got the 10 foot truck, there's only two seats. So mm. my wife didn't end up coming. Um, she flew out to meet us when we were, the day we arrived in Michigan. So I, we just kept the truck. Um, cause the price, the price between the two is is almost essentially the same
0: back in the day uh, you didn't want to drive a foreign car into michigan they took that stuff seriously i don't think that's true anymore
1: you know it's interesting cuz i i did uh, uh, i gave my daughter my uh, 2015 prius which i had bought for her anyways but um i worried about that but you see a lot of foreign cars there but i can remember growing up in pennsylvania and um there were, at that time, well, that's the 70s. There are only, no foreign cars. The only foreign cars you'd see would be a Volkswagen Beetle and maybe an MG.
0: Yeah,
1: But people would key your cars in the parking lot if it was a foreign car, yeah, hmm. back in the day. I, Interesting. I think, I think it's changed a bit, but you see, compared to, say, Phoenix, I think there's, there appeared to be a higher percentage of uh, the big three nameplates cruising around than you would see, say, where I live in Phoenix.
0: Well, it all got pretty murky when uh, um, they merged, right, when uh, Chrysler merged with Mercedes and uh, all that stuff, and uh, Ford bought Jaguar,
1: Yeah. what does it all mean? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, I saw, I drove by the plant that makes the Ford Bronco, you're, Car that you're interested in so on the way to take the u-haul back i, I drove by that plant looks like they were there weren't a huge amount of parking lot which i think means they're selling pretty quickly because there wasn't many sitting in the parking lot outside
0: hmm. still haven't put my order in yet um no rush uh it's still 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 doing the math and that's i think the vehicle i want but We'll see i probably shouldn't wait because they'll stop making the one i like as you hmm. know i like manual transmissions and they become rarer and rarer because, like a
1: dinosaur yeah yeah so look we'll like they're working on a saturday i think they were probably trying to make as many as they could it looked like people were working that saturday trying to make some more for you
0: <laughs> uh but your daughter's all settled in ready uh, for she's all moved
1: work? in ready to start her work. Yeah. All, all moved in. That's a chore. Got everything unpacked and, um, set up. That's for sure. Any tips for
0: acquiring or disposing of
1: boxes? Um, you know, I think you can always give them away for free, especially there. Cause so many people move around. She, she has a, her place there is quite a bit bigger than New York and it has like a basement. So she's decided to keep her boxes. No, oh, okay. Um, just because she's got a two-year gig there. Um, and so she may move. And so she's just decided she's going to keep them for a couple of years and then she can either get rid of them, uh, you know, by donating them. Cause so many people want boxes there. You could just get them for free. I mean, you could, you could recycle them, but it'd be better for the world. Just to have someone else use them to move.
0: Right. But you bought them from U-Haul or from? Yeah, she bought
1: a package. She bought them from U-Haul. She bought a big package where you had small, medium, large, and a few wardrobe boxes. That seemed like a pretty good deal. So that'd be another tip. If you're going to move, buy one of those. uh, I forget how many boxes came, but it's like 136 bucks. You got a variety of sizes plus wardrobes for those people don't want a wardrobe. It's a big box where you can take your hanging clothes and it has a Metal hanger in the middle of it. You can just essentially take them out of your closet, put them in the wardrobe, and makes it moving really easy. No folding those hanging clothes up.
0: It was impressive how much tape you use.
1: Yeah, I would. Yeah, so I have a tape gun. So I brought. I have a tape gun at home. So I brought the tape gun. We did go through a couple rolls of tape. The other thing you can do when we moved out to New York is um, we were. I would save here. I would just save boxes because we order a lot of stuff from. Costco. And for a while we were doing the home delivery for, um, uh, pre uh, pre boxed meals, mm-hmm. those make for nice boxes. So because I knew I was moving her and we are doing the U-Haul, u box thing that sits in a driveway, I just kept those boxes and I got some space in my garage for a few months. So I had all the boxes I got. I just reused boxes that came to my house. So that's another good tip. If you have, if you have a place to, um, keep boxes you know keep the boxes if you get deliveries ask your neighbors for them um, some places some sometimes on like offer up or like facebook people will offer free boxes so you can just kind of sometimes score some free boxes
0: hmm. i remember moving and had a lot of books and they have a thing called a book box but i used a mid-size box cuz i had so many and Ooh. then i couldn't then i couldn't lift it <laughs> so i had to pack it again <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yes. Books are super heavy. Yeah. So I, I laugh because we had a couple boxes and I thought, Ooh, these are going to be heavy for these burly guys that are coming to move downstairs. And my, my daughter as well had not a huge amount of books, but she had a lot of journal articles that I think that like were printed off, you know, and paper is super heavy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully I won't be moving too soon, but, uh, dropping my son off at college next month. He hasn't got his room assignment yet. He will this week, and then you apply for a time to move in, and you get one hour, and then they want the parents out.
1: Uh, that's a good thing, really. To it is that's makes what parents aren't in the way,
0: gets rid of the decision making. But the the student has to get COVID tested before they move in. This is an aside. We could probably cut it out on that podcasts. on that day. Yeah, they are requiring they're requiring everybody to be, um, vaccinated unless you have a medical or a religious excuse. Mm-hmm. And if you're vaccinated, you got to get tested every two weeks. If you're not vaccinated, you have to test twice a week. Mm-hmm. So they're trying.
1: It's interesting yeah, my daughter was going to NYU last year and they had to be tested every, you had to get tested every two weeks at the health center there. Yeah. Oh, huh. you know, you're gonna. you're going to move in just, you probably can take your, uh, large SUV type thing and probably move in.
0: Yeah. I think that'll cover everything. We'll see my, you know, my wife likes to shop, but, uh, all the furniture is there. So right. even a nice mattress topper, it's only yay big. Uh, right. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah. I think we moved my daughter in undergrad, the, everything is able to fit like in a van, like a full size, uh, um, you know, minivan that worked out pretty well. Well, I thought it was really cool because I remember you and I moving into the dorm. You were just on your own, but literally at her dorm, um, uh, you pull up and they put stickers on your stuff and there's volunteers that would take your stuff up to the room, which I thought was like awesome because hmm. these were, you know, pretty big dorms and they're multi-story. And by the time you parked the car, the folks had taken all, we packed stuff in some boxes and some those big plastic tubs. They had all the stuff in the room, which Mm -hmm. is really cool. I was super impressed with uh, that was at Arizona state. And I was super impressed with the way they did that. It's really nice.
0: Yeah. Well, you and I, when we lived in college, particularly since you had two subwoofers, you needed to carry more than your average guy.
1: You got to have, you have to have fine audio because (laughs) what is there to life? Unless you have some really cool way to listen to your tunes, life would suck. I like, remember getting everything and everything got in the car, but yeah,
0: yeah. I you didn't fit that pair of subwoofers in your Honda no, Civic.
1: No, no, it didn't fit in there. No, 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 no. That was after the fact. But
0: I remember Ooh. I could fit all of my stuff in my Mazda 626, including my big Polk speakers that I bought from you. <laughs> <laughs> but it filled up everything else. And there was only one, just the driver. There wasn't room for a passenger.
1: Too funny. But yeah, I can remember filling the car up and being able to move once a year with the car and getting it, whatever, getting it all in there, setting aside my two big subwoofers that I put in storage in the basement for the summertime, but yeah. yeah.
0: And, and did you have to buy new subwoofers for your uh, house?
1: I went without, yeah, you know, <laughs> because that makes you want it so much more. You go back. <laughs> uh uh so I think one of the tips is having less stuff, right? So like purge and have less stuff, reduce, reuse, recycle, having less stuff means less stuff to move for sure.
0: That's true. I thought we were casual in school, but uh, my kids, two boys, they wear basketball shorts and t-shirts. Um, if you're going out to dinner, you can yell at them to put on a shirt with a collar and maybe, uh, uh shorts that are made out of natural materials, <laughs>
1: Well, if you got one of those for every day of the week, then you've got your uniform set and you don't have that many clothes.
0: There you go. Um, yeah, how hard can laundry be?
1: <laughs> well, you have um, moving into the dorm to look forward to. So the key there is to try to get it all in the car for one trip. So you got about about a two and a half, three hour, one way drive. Yeah,
0: something like that. Like he's got a guitar and an amp it's a small amp i don't know if anything else big he cares about no we'll see they they use laptops nowadays those are small
1: you should be able to get it all in one car it might be tough if you have three of you going or if you take the whole family then maybe not
0: yeah. probably just be the two of us on that right side you should be able to do it as a day trip it's only a couple hours away. Right. All oh. Right. We'll see. Um, then we'll, then we'll just be one. Yep. And a couple of dogs
1: go through the process all over again, one year and more moving. So my tip is don't move. Cause it, it really, I don't like, it. I don't, it's like the packing part. I hate that.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I dislike the unpacking even more trying to figure out which drawer you're going to put everything in.
1: I really don't like the unpacking. I didn't do much of that. I did like, I left, like left my daughter to figure out where that stuff was going to go. So I did the, put the table legs together. So put the desk back together. Cause we took the legs off. So I did stuff like that. The, um, table legs, the bed frame, all that kind of stuff. Maybe hung some stuff up on the wall. Did the, that kind of stuff. When we moved that kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> when we moved here in 1997 I brought my mountain bikes with me. Decent bikes. They're uh Giant, it was designed yep. by Trek but made yep. in Taiwan. Yeah. Um all the treks are made in Taiwan now by the way and I think the Taiwanese company owns them. But um when my first son was old enough to ride a bicycle, I went and got that out. And so you do the math on that. So he was 5 born in 2002. So that bike had been hanging on the wall and got moved twice. Mm. So <laughs> <laughs> I had the handlebars parallel to the frame. So it would fit in the truck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I went 11 years without riding the bicycle. Yeah. I can
1: remember, if, I can remember a few times having some textbooks back maybe 20 years ago and maybe moving a textbook or two that had sat on the box for the next move. And then I realized, okay, it's probably time to get rid of <laughs> these textbooks that I haven't opened in seven years.
0: I just thought of that. My son has a bicycle that probably hasn't moved in a couple of years, but it's it's a grown man size bicycle. It should fit him. And they're not supposed to have cars. And Davis is going to UC Davis, a big campus. So he'll want that.
1: That'd be good. That might be hard to get in with all the other stuff. So you might want to have a, uh, like outside rack to bring that.
0: I own two bike racks, but they're both designed. Don't, don't tell my wife, fortunately she doesn't listen to the podcast, but They're both designed to go in a two inch um, tow hitch. yeah. yeah. And I don't have that on any of my vehicles or the vehicle before it or the vehicle before that. So (laughs) that hasn't been attached to anything in five years.
1: There's still time to add it. I think you can add it to your SUV. I'm going to check and see if it's on the one my parents gave me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) They only cost a couple
0: hundred bucks, but you got to figure out how to bolt it to the frame.
1: Right. Yeah. Cause you won't be able to put that. I mean, you won't be able to bring all your stuff plus that bike in there. That'd be two trips or yeah.
0: Got a roof rack. Yeah, if room. you
1: put on a roof rack, you could do that. Or you could do one of those temporary. If you on a sedan, you can buy those temporary bike racks that kind of, yeah, uh, you winch down on the, on the trunk. I mean, it's not yeah. the best way, but for one time use would be fine.
0: I'm sure I could borrow one from somebody whose kids started in August.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Too much fun. All right.
0: All right. Well, it's good talking to you, Dave. We're, uh, we've been on a little bit of
1: hiatus for the summer.
0: So um, we'll get this posted. I'm sure our, our fans are chomping at the bit.
1: You got to move. You got to do it. So just planning is important. And yeah, it's not fun. What can you do? Don't do it. But if you got to do it, plan for it. All right, my friend, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. Bye.